This is Josh Mills, and welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. I am very happy to have you guys with us on this extremely special cocktail week, because not only is it a special cocktail week, because we don't do cocktail weeks all the time, but it's just being you this week, everybody. I am here alone doing a wonderful cocktail week. I'm very excited to be doing this with you guys. We're just going to have a great time. I'm going to make a couple of cocktails. And you know what? This week, rather than going ahead and having the cocktails pre-made, I'm going to make them with you as I go through this show. And these two cocktails are probably two of my favorites as we're heading into spring. And no, one of them is not an old-fashioned. So we're definitely going to be hitting on a couple new things today. This week, we're going to be making two cocktails, and the cocktails are a margarita, as I like to make it, and a Sazerac, as I like to make it. And we'll talk about kind of some of the differences between how I make them and traditionals, and we're just going to have a great time. Dad, of course, is still gallivanting around as his retired life allows him to be. I mean, I'm sure at some point he'll be back with us. <laughs> I know he's enjoying listening to him. He sends me messages every week as he's been listening. He's been really enjoying the content that we've been putting out for you guys these last couple weeks. And I am, I've been really excited to have all my guests on, but you know what? It's nice to take a step back and let's just have it between me and you. So like I've said, we're going to be making two cocktails this week. We're going to be making a margarita and we're going to be making a Sazerac. Both of these are my personal twist on the original and I'll talk about how I do that and what makes them my personal twist over everything and we'll talk about the original as well so because it is a shaking cocktail and I don't want my ice all over the place to melt we're gonna start with a margarita now a margarita is a tequila based cocktail that traditionally only consists of three things now so this takes us to the old-school three ingredient cocktails a traditional margarita only consists of tequila orange liqueur and lime now salt Salt is usually considered a garnish when it comes to this cocktail, but for me, when I make mine, it's a little bit more of an integral part of this cocktail. Let's go ahead and get building. So I've got my Boston shaker here. As you can hear, I've got a little bit of ice in there and I've got my ingredient. First thing I'm gonna go ahead and put in here is I'm gonna put in my tequila. I've got two ounces of tequila, just straight white tequila. You can use whatever kind of tequila you want. I'm using Epsilon tequila. I really like the Epsilon tequila for cocktails. It's got great flavor as we talked about before in a separate podcast, but it's also not overwhelming with its flavor. So it goes really, really well in cocktails. So I've got two ounces of that in there. And then I have a half an ounce of my first twist on a margarita. And rather than orange liqueur, this is Salerno. Salerno, as you may know, is a blood orange liqueur. I'm going to go ahead and put that in my Boston shaker with my ice. I build my cocktails in the large side of my Boston shaker. For those of you who may not know, a Boston shaker is an essential tool when it comes to your bar. It is a two kind of metal cup contraption that becomes your shaker. I personally love these because I've had so much trouble with the new shakers that have have a top and the pour spout. I've just had so many issues with those and I love the traditionalists of this Boston shaker. 
So I've got my blood orange liqueur in there. That's my first twist rather than just straight up orange liqueur. Now I know this is a little bit sweeter. So, I, and it gets that great blood orange flavor. Now, if it's a, if it's a Josh Mills margarita, it's 98% going to be a blood orange margarita. I have some blood orange juice that I saved and froze during blood orange season with some lime juice. Now, because of the extra sweetness that the Salerno brings. I've got a little bit more lime juice here. Basically, the way I do it is when I fresh squeeze, I use one whole lime and one half of a blood orange. It comes out to close to equal parts. It's usually about an ounce, three quarters of an ounce to an ounce of each. I've got those in my Boston shaker. Most people at this point are gonna go ahead and slam that lid on, give it a great old shake, and that's gonna be the cocktail. This is my extreme tip when it comes to tequila. We talked about this way back, way back when we talked about a, Polo, a Paloma. When it comes to my margaritas, I add the salt into my cocktail. You're going to think I'm crazy. You're like, Josh, no, the salt goes on the rim so that when I'm drinking it, I can kind of enjoy that salt. I'm telling you, try putting your salt into your shaker as you're shaking it and no extra salt on top. What it does is it allows that salt to melt and meld and marry with the entire cocktail. And there is something magical about tequila and salt. I really would love to see a bar or a restaurant that would do all different types of tequilas paired with all different types of salt. I think it would be so cool because there's so many different types of salt out there. You've got black lava salt, pink Himalayan salt, sea salt, Malden salt kosher salt and i really think that there's a tequila or even a mezcal that's out there for all of it or even so tall you know so tall is becoming so big at least here in the south texas so tall it's another agave type liqueur that people you know people are starting to love i haven't personally got into it but i would just love to see a place that would just dive in and do those different pairings or to even just give you different salts to try it and figure it out i think that would just be so cool I'm going to take some sea salt. I've just got plain old, honestly, this is Trader Joe's sea salt. So if you're uh, playing along with the drinking game, go ahead and give yourself a drink there because we talked about Trader Joe's. And it's going to be probably just a small pinch. A small pinch of sea salt goes into my shaker. Now, I've got everything in there. My three changes, I use blood orange liqueur. I use some blood orange juice. And then I add in my salt. So whatever, if you're looking at a recipe... Keep your orange liqueur and your blood orange liqueur one-to-one. -one. But when it comes to your lime juice, I would say half that lime juice amount and go ahead and throw in some blood orange juice. And if you've still got blood oranges around, juice them. I put my juice into a spherical mold, put them in the freezer. So now I've got blood orange juice for when the summer comes around and that blood orange and there are no blood oranges to be found. This is my trick with any type of fruit that is super seasonal. You can juice it, save it for later. Now I'm going to go ahead and put on the top part or the smaller part of my Boston shaker. Going to give it a smack and here we go with the shake. Now when I shake, I'm a former percussionist. I kind of do a C shape shake. So when I'm shaking, it kind of looks like I'm making a C. What you do is you kind of get that shape and you're moving your ice all the way around. And all you're really doing while you're shaking this is you're shaking it until that metal is so cold, it's very hard to hold on to. So here we go with some shakes. It's not going to take you more than 15 to 30 seconds. You have that nice cold, cold metal. I'm going to split it apart. Sometimes it'll come straight apart. Sometimes you're going to just have to give it a smack on the side to release that vacuum you've created. Go ahead and 
get that all out. Now I'm going to take my strainer. All I'm going to do is I'm going to strain that over some fresh ice. Ooh, man, that cocktail looks so good. Oh man, it's like, this time it's like flamingo pink. Man, it looks so good. I'm going to have to snap a picture of this for the Instagram page. Let me go ahead, get that set up, get my phone and get this picture going. Ooh, that cocktail looks so good. I'm going to go ahead and get myself a Snap a little pick with it. Oh, here we go. Get that, get that pick. Cheers, everybody. Oh, that cocktail looks so good. Oh man, that looks delicious. One of the reasons I love the way I do, personally, the way I do a margarita is it's so floral. That smell, then you get that bright, you get those bright citrusy notes, but then you get this like extra light, almost like a jasmine floraliness to it. And I swear that's the tequila and the salt playing together. Oh, when you do it right, you get that that nice little pucker, that pull of the lime and that light saltiness and that beautiful extra sweetness from the blood orange. Oh man, this is just straight up delicious. Mm, 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 mm. Now I dare you try this margarita and tell me what you think about it. I'm going to throw it out there. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on whatever platform you're on, on TikTok. If I'm going to, if I, if I get a TikTok out, I've been, I've been bad the last couple of weeks. I'm going to have to do, you know, two or three TikToks for one week. And just let me know what you think of this margarita because I think it's so fantastic. When you use that nice lime juice, you get that extra little, just like that. Uh, in your back of your in the back of your throat that just kind of pulls everything through makes your mouth water again reignites everything that's going on so you know i i i'm gonna just take a second here and drink a little of this cocktail and talk to you guys you know this has been such a wild ride here at acquired tastings being <laughs> from an educator to a podcaster where you know i'm i'm so used to as an educator where i can talk and have dialogue with people and you know go back and forth with you and and hear what is going on and how you think about things and all that and just now to being a podcaster I, i've come to love the fact that my voice goes out into the world and you are there to experience it and i'm i'm so I'm so happy that that I've been able to do this and so excited. But the thing that I miss the most is I miss that dialogue. So if you're out there thinking, oh, he probably doesn't want to hear from me. They don't want to hear from me. <sighs> reach out. I'm, I'm serious. Reach out to us. Talk to us here at Acquired Tastings. Myself, you know, dad and everybody. We, we love to hear all that information from you. Most of the guests that I've had on, I, I speak with on a regular basis. So if there's something you want to say to one of them, reach out and I'll, I'll definitely get that to them. We can have that wonderful dialogue, but it's been very, it's been very rewarding to have you guys out there because I mean, we're coming up on two years now. You know, this is crazy. It's kind of crazy to me that <laughs> we've been doing these podcasts for two years. A lot of you have been with us since, since day one and we're, we're just so appreciative of it, but man, this margarita. I can't, I can't, I can't keep going back to this margarita, but you know, adding the salt to that tequila, you know, salt just loves to waken and brighten all those flavors up. You just bring out such, such a wonderful flavor and you kind of enhance this, even that blood orange, which was frozen. And that's what I did with this. This is my I used about a maybe a uh, an eighth to a quarter of one of my spheres of of blood orange juice, but that blood orange juice just kind of it makes it something it makes it something special, you know, having that extra 
uh, I don't even know, the blood oranginess, I guess you could say, that the extra sweetness or extra you know, untypical citrus, almost grapefruity citrus kind of flavor into your margarita is just a great thing. This is another one that you can batch make. We've, we've kind of talked about it. We've alluded to it before. You know, I put out my, you know, two and a half to a half to basically an ounce and a half of juice. And you could, you could totally batch make this, put this in a pitcher and let it just fill up on a hot day when you're out at the pool or make a, make a big batch of it, put it in your Yeti or whatever double walled insulated thing you've got to keep it cool and just enjoy it. The only thing I'm going to warn you about this cocktail guys is it's sneaky. You know, I, I made this at two and a half to, to basically two and a half ounces of alcohol to a half an ounce or to an ounce and a half of liquor. And you know, it, it drinks so easily that salt re-wetting your mouth just makes you want to keep going back to it. But you have two of these and you, you going to need to be careful. You going to need to be careful about how you, about how you <laughs> work yourself around the pool or even at your house because they'll sneak you they'll catch up on you now a little bit of history about you know kind of the margarita it's all like there's so much folklore that that comes around a lot of cocktails especially older cocktails you know sometimes you know some people say that margarita was about you know it was based off a brandy daisy and rather than using brandy they use you know tequila as the base spirit or kind of it's it should be in the sidecar family because it's you know the spirit and the citrus you know they even find back in a cocktail book called the Cafe Royale cocktail book in 1937 that this this cocktail was a just you know triple sec tequila and lime juice and that's kind of one of its earliest stories is that you know it was made up in a ho- in a hotel restaurant somewhere around Tijuana or even up into Baja Mexico you know we talk about tequila all the time as you know the agave spirit you know it was really just it was the main the main one that came up here to where us drunkards in America drank and it was one of those just amazing kind of amazing kind of things where it was a it was kind of a byproduct byproduct of the time you know you have limes and citrus and all you know triple sec and all those were gaining popularity in the United States and then it just kind of came together around that Tijuana or even some even say even down at the Juarez area where tequila is being so it's a it's a really cool it's got a really cool history to it. I mean, I know me personally, and I'm sure a lot of you love flavored margaritas. I, and when I go to a Mexican restaurant, let me tell you this. I'm usually a frozen strawberry guy. I I love that idea of a boozy slushy. Like, that's just kind of one of those things for me. That just kind of makes me excited. You know, those boozy slushies. Anytime we've talked about it. And maybe, maybe we'll have to do a, an episode on boozy slushies that we can make and how you can have a great time when it comes to the... When it comes to your pool or, you know, traveling and the and those sort of things to have those where you're low low impact cocktails as you're as you're camping or floating down the river. And, you know, margaritas have <laughs> I think you can put any flavor with a margarita, you know, apple, cinnamon, cranberry, mango, all those sorts of things. And the frozen margaritas versus the fresh margaritas. But I really think for me, the kicker is that salt. One of the reasons when I make them at home, 
even though I, I really enjoy frozen margaritas and I can, you know, throw this in a blender and make it up a frozen margarita. But the one, the thing I really, really enjoy is that salt in the tequila. And if you want to try it at home, try it at home, throw some salt in there, see what happens with your margarita because I, I've never done it before. Let me know how, let me know how it turns out. Maybe we can uh, get you on a show and we can talk about it. All I'm thinking right now is, man, I wish I had a bowl of a queso and chips because that would just go super, super well with this. When it comes to serving this, I serve mine in a double old fashioned glass with a large cube of ice. Traditionally, I would say it's served up a lot of the time on the rocks. So in, you know, there's a particular margarita glass. Usually it looks kind of like an upside down sombrero. I don't have any of those at home. I think it's a, a simple glass that is used one at a time. And I I don't think I lose anything by putting it in a double old fashioned glass. So for me personally, I throw it and I pour it into a double old fashioned glass. You'll see that on the Instagram page or on, you know, on, on our socials with either the picture of the, of the cocktail itself or my, or the picture of me cheesily with the microphone and my margarita drinking it. I've been chattering along here. What do you guys think about making another cocktail? Oh, you, you think that's a good idea? Awesome. So let's go ahead and make a Sazerac. Now, a Sazerac is another classic, classic cocktail. This is a classic Southern cocktail. Super simple ingredient cocktail. This one is built in a cocktail glass or a cocktail stir. If you don't have a cocktail stir, being completely honest, you can do it in the in the smaller half of your Boston shaker. But I really suggest getting a cocktail glass. It, it's really nice to have because this is a stirred cocktail. The difference between these, if you remember, a stirred cocktail, like we're doing now, is all booze. There's no extra juice, no nothing else. A shaken cocktail is one that you would that you have other things. So in the you know, in the margarita, we had juice. We had fruit juice. So we shook that one to bring it together. This cocktail, a Sazerac, like a old fashioned, is one which is stirred. Traditionally, a lot of people build this in the glass itself, but I don't. And traditionally, all it is, it's rye whiskey, absinthe or herb saint, some sort of anise-flavored liquor, Peychaud's bitter, and sugar. I switch that up just a little bit. Rather than using absinthe or herb saint, what I use is I use green chartreuse. I've mentioned this before on some episodes. I love green chartreuse because it has that anise flavor, but it also has a lot of these floral and aromatic flavors around it to, which for me, hide or don't accentuate a flavor that I don't care about. So what I've done for this cocktail is in my glass that I'm going to end up serving, I have put a small amount, probably a half an ounce, maybe even just a quarter of an ounce of green chartreuse. Now, if you love anise and you love absinthe or herb saint, use absinthe or herb saint. I've got a quarter of ounce in my, in my glass sitting there. I have a half a cocktail spoon of sugar in the raw in my shaker or in my cocktail glass. And what I'm going to do that is I'm going to take some Peychaud's bitters. Now, Peychaud's bitters is a is a bitter like like we've talked about with an old fashioned. And this one is a little bit more medicinal to me. It comes from the New Orleans area or the Creole area. That's kind of where it's based. And a lot of bitters back in the day were made for medicinal purposes or made by an apothecary. So what I've done is I've taken three dashes of that and I put it in the bottom with that sugar. And what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to melt that sugar or muddle that sugar down to where where I've kind of got a sweet, bitter kind of mix. Now, it's going to sound a little strange for a second because what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to stir this. 
And like I said, I'm using the bottom half of a, a cocktail shaker rather than my cocktail glass because I'm feeling a little lazy tonight. And so you're going to hear me stirring that for a second to try and melt that. And with sugar in the raw, it takes a little bit longer than you would with a regular like white refined sugar. And if you're using a white refined sugar, I would you go ahead and use maybe a full bar spoon to a three quarter bar spoon because they're a little bit less sweet than a turbinado or a sugar in the raw. So you want to kind of want to get that balance. But what I'm basically doing is I'm making this like slurry here or almost a... Uh, almost a simple when it comes to this pechos and this sugar. When I'm using sugar in the raw, I'm not looking for it to completely melt because I know it's not going to. So I've got that in there. So I've got that kind of mixed around. Got my sugar and I've got my pechos bitters in there. And if you remember from our ingredient list, all that's left is my rye whiskey. Now rye whiskey is another more Southern tradition where they were growing more rye than they did corn. And so they made whiskey out of it. Once again, this is like a quintessential New Orleans cocktail because almost everything we're talking about that goes in this cocktail has a history in New Orleans. Peixote's Bitters is a Creole apothecary that came back that was kind of brought to New Orleans from somebody from Haiti and started distributed there. Herb Saint, which is an anise liqueur, which was more brought from the French into the Creole area. So we've got Haitian and we've got French. There's your Creole right there coming together. And then you have this Southern liquor when it comes to the rye whiskey and we've got sugar. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my two and a half ounces of rye whiskey. I'm, for this one, I'm just using bullet rye. Nothing super fancy. If you want to be super traditional, get yourself Sazerac rye. It is a New Orleans-based rye. This rye that I'm using is not New Orleans-based. And now into that, all I'm going to put is in either some ice or a big ice cube, and I'm going to give it a stir. I'm stirring this one because it's just alcohol and it bitters, which is an alcohol-based thing. And I'm just stirring it, and I'm doing the same thing like I did with the, with the cocktail shaker. The cocktail shaker, not only when you shake a cocktail, brings the cocktail together and kind of forces that fruit juice and, and other things that you have to kind of go together, but you get some dilution. Now, you're wanting a little bit more dilution when it comes to a shaking cocktail, which is kind of why it's a little bit rougher. I'm stirring this cocktail until basically I can't hold that glass. You know, same thing. 30, 45 seconds, maybe a minute, depending on how you have your ice. I've got one big ice cube. So it's taking a little bit longer than you would if you have a bunch of ice kind of thing. But it's giving me that nice dilution to where I'm not only diluting the cocktail, but I'm giving it more of that balance now. I'm adding some of that water to bring down that bitterness. While I'm stirring this, I'm also going to continue to melt that sugar into there, and I'm not making it so alcohol forward. So that part's done. What I'm going to do now is I've got my cocktail glass where I'm serving this. I'm going to serve this neat in a single old-fashioned glass. So I've got my glass where I have the green chartreuse. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of roll it around the glass as I'm going to, as I'm tipping it farther. And I'm going to go ahead and pour it out. Pouring out basically as much as I can. And dang, as you can maybe be able to hear outside in the background of me, there's a deluge of rain going on outside. Whew. Again, that nice, that nice spring weather going on here in Arkansas. 
So what I've done is I basically just rinsed the glass in it. If you want to be super kind of more traditional or what you may see at a bar all the time is you'll have an airtizer or basically a spritzer. You can put this in your spritzer, spritz the glass a little bit because all you want is you want that hint of flavor that's going to permeate through the cocktail. So same thing I'm going to do now. I'm going to take my strainer and I'm going to strain this cocktail out. Like I said, I'm serving this neat. Oh man, this is nice, beautiful red color from that Peixos Bitters. That is a good looking cocktail. Slantra to all you, to all my friends out there. And so this cocktail is such, has such an interesting smell. It smells floral. It smells medicinal, you know, like medicine, but not in a bad way, in a light bit of sweetness. Now, if you want to be kind of a little bit more garnishy than I am. You take a lemon peel, you garnish it with lemon, a little lemon twist, spritz that that zesty oilness on there. Mm. Man, oh, that rye, that spiciness of the rye just pulls through the cocktail and that sweetness rounds it out because you have these really high kind of floral anise notes and medicinal is not like when I say medicinal it's not a bad thing it's just the closest thing I can think of to these flavors because it's just I mean I don't know how else to describe it if you know throw us throw us something out there on the Instagram or Facebook or the Twitter let us know what you think this cocktail is so great you know I alluded to the rain that's going on outside but this cocktail actually goes super well with this weather to me you know, it's kind of warm, kind of cold, and super just kind of dreary, but this cocktail just kind of lifts you up and brightens you up. You know, the first time I ever had this cocktail was not in New Orleans. It was at a bar around here in, in Little Rock called 109, 109 and Co. And it was, it was really good. And I was very surprised. And I actually learned my change on this cocktail from one of our local bartenders because he's like, oh, well, if you don't like anise, why don't you give it a try with green chartreuse? And I tried it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is 1000% amazing. And ever since then, if I can order a Sazerac and the bar's got green chartreuse, I'll ask him to do that switch. And uh, I think I've, I may have turned some people onto it. I think it's just an it's an interesting twist on this cocktail because we're still bringing that French aspect with the green chartreuse. But for those people who don't like that anise, that thinly like punch in your face, I think it makes this cocktail super, super approachable. And oh man, that's that's so good. Mm. I think I think I understand. I may know why. I may not understand why. I may know why people kind of like Negroni. A Sazerac has that bitter, bitter and spicy and sweet kind of balance. And I think it's that bitterness that kind of is an, is a new thing when you're drinking cocktails. Because as an American, a lot of times cocktails you get are super sweet. And that bitter play is not really in there. So maybe that's what it is for... You know, people who like Negronis out there, I still am not going to get one behind one. I still don't think it's a great cocktail. I still think it's a Boulevardier ruined, but I may start to understand you guys just a little bit. But maybe that's because I've had, you know, basically a full cocktail in about 30 minutes, plus whatever I did pregame while I was getting ready. But we're not going to talk about that today. And I am very happy to have you guys along with us on this journey. Once again, like I've said before, please, please, as we're moving into our second year the thing i would love the most is to get more interaction with you guys out there in podcast land let us know what you like let us know what you don't like let us know what you want to hear from us we are here for you i know as much as we kind of talk about we enjoy doing this and learning for ourselves we are actually here to service you the listener 
And that's that's what we're here for. Dad and I and all my guests, what what we really like to do is we like to share share what we're doing with you. Maybe at some point we'll be able to do a big, crazy kind of podcast all together where if you want to join, you can join and we can talk about it kind of like a live herf or that cigar ones do. Or maybe we can just do a big party and everybody's invited. Who knows what, what the what the future's gonna bring. But I would I would honestly love to hear from you guys more to know what you are enjoying from us, what you're not enjoying from us, how you like the format or anything like that. Because we're open to do whatever. Because dad and I, here's here's the deal. Here's the here's the super deal. Bring it all back. Dad and I love spending time with you, whether we're together in full like we've done before, whether we are speaking out to you and you're listening on your way to work, on your drive home, while you're doing your crap, while you're doing your passion projects, while you're sitting, while you're sitting doing your work. We just love that you spend time and take the time to listen to us. And so what we we do this for us, but we mostly do it for you. So please let us know what you really enjoy, what you don't enjoy, so that we can become better and we can serve you more. If it's coming up with more party ideas, talking about more geeky stuff, like getting into the details, just let us know what it is. Hard for me to say because I know I'm here by myself just speaking straight to you guys, but being completely vulnerable with you guys because you've been with us for long enough and if you're still here if you're still here um you are i I trust you enough with this this podcast has personally got me through a lot of a lot of stuff it's got me through you know expected and unexpected deaths in my life it's got me through going to work not going to work the uncertainty of of what work will be or what life would be and so as Surprisingly enough, as an introvert, I a thousand percent care about every single one of you that listen to us. And when I say these things, I don't say them lightly. I say them with the whole tea of my heart. I am very happy that you guys are with us. I'm very touched that you guys have taken the time to listen to me, my dad, my friends, and just talk about things and not be able to experience life with you, but to take that slice and actually experience it with you. So I just want to take this time when it's me and you to say thank you. Thank you very much for spending hours with us and sharing your life with us and allowing us to share our life with you. And we hope to do this for years and years and tons of episodes to come. But we want to make sure that we serve you guys. So please reach out to us. Let us know what you like. Remember, we're out there on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're even out there, like I've said before, in TikTok land, working our way through how to do that properly. If you would love to see us as a visual medium, let us know. We'll try and figure out how to do that. We we kind of want to bring what we're doing more to life for you. And so you can kind of see us and see what we're doing and see how we do these things. Just let us know what, what you think would be great. What would you would love to see from us moving forward to help you as a, as a enjoyer of beverage and food like us? Well, I've been rambling on now. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up as a cocktail week. I love every single one of you that listen to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us. Give us a like, a follow, a, sh- a subscribe, whatever your favorite podcast platform does. Please give us a rating. Ratings are one of those things when it comes to podcasts. It's how you get noticed. If you would love for us to get noticed by other people, give us ratings, give us those stars. And I just, I really appreciate everything you guys do do for us to help us kind of keep moving forward because we love to do this, but we love and we really value to know that you are out there enjoying this.
So I'm going to go ahead and get off this podcast and finish my wonderful cocktails that I've made. So once again, I am Josh Mills and we'll see you.